welcome to the Intentional Wellbeing Podcast. Today's special guest is Tara Gillen Petrosi. And I am so excited to talk to her for a couple of reasons. For a few reasons, not even two reasons, like for a few reasons. Uh, we worked together at Movadi, and I never thought at this advanced age that I would go back to working at the gym because I've been in the fitness industry slash wellness industry slash yoga industry since 1987. You probably weren't even born then, girl. But whatevs. <laughs> I, I was. was like, were you? Were you around in the 80s? 83, okay, baby. Feels good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And Tara's entered the chat. Good. Because usually people are like, oh, whatever. And I'm just like, uh, you could have kept that to yourself, but let me tell you about her. Well, I tell you what, we hit it off. Um, uh, she's a personal certified personal trainer, spin instructor, which I am, you know, dying to be and healthy mindset and wellness advocate. And I really want to talk to you about the healthy mindset. She's the host of the better in the second half podcast, which is exciting. And we're going to link to that in the show notes. So you have to check that out. And here's the thing that kills me that I didn't know about you. She was a contestant on the reality TV show, Big Brother Canada in 2021, where she placed third place after 69 days in captivity. Yes. That's what I'm calling it, it in is, the house. Yes. She, I, You know what? You have to have a strong sense of self to be in there for 69 days. She offers mentorship for driven women to leverage their unique voice and life experiences through social media and to create more freedom and flexibility in their lives. She's married with two children and currently resides in LaSalle, Ontario. Welcome, Tara, to the Intentional Wellbeing Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Can you tell? I am so excited to be here too. We have had this planned in the works, but summer was crazy for both of us. So I'm yeah, so happy. Got away from me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First day of fall. We're here on the first day I know. Day of fall. Where else would we be? <laughs> I'm telling you, honest to God, every September, I say to myself, wasn't it just May? Like what? Like literally, wasn't it just May? And then boom, we're right in here. Yes. And you and I met when I found you on the spin bike yes. at the uh, indoor group cycling because spin is a registered trademark <laughs> in <laughs> indoor group cycling at Movani. And I have done cycling. I've been part of like the the actual spin community because we do have a spin studio here in town. And when I transitioned out of that space, I found some of the best spin instructors at the gym. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised. You are kicking it. Now, if I can just encourage you to get in clip-in shoes, you'll I be know. well on your way. I know. I have to do it. I'm so scared I'm going to fall off the podium. It's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to get like, stuck I would... up there. It's going to be embarrassing. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Yeah. And, and if you, you do, you just... You just make it a yoga move. Yeah, like I fall down, I turn it into a yoga move. Right into a, a headstand. Right, uh, you know, intentional. Still with right, intentional with my feet still yes. clipped into the pedals. Yes. See, this is what we're doing. That will be our next move in this class. Everybody, deep breath, lean to the side, fall out. Yes. Yeah, totally. So tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm dying to know. How did you get involved in that whole Big Brother Canada? Like, oh, I can't hear you now. Sorry, that there was me. Go. I keep touching the mic and I turn no it off. Worries. That was me. That was me. Technical difficulties. We're back. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What made you jump into reality TV? Like, I think that is so brave. 
and to have and and I mean this in the nicest possible way to have your whole ass out there for the world to see like there's 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 cameras in every room there's I'm assuming some manufactured drama and then some real drama going on in there 69 days girl how did you do it how did you do it I don't know I'm a masochist maybe oh my gosh well on the bike for sure sweetie let's not lie to that Let's not lie. You know what? It's so strange. When I was pregnant with my son, um, reality TV just started coming to Canada. It had always been in the States. Yeah, we're always behind. But like Big Brother Canada had just come to Canada when I was pregnant. Amazing Race Canada. And I'd been watching reality TV for years. And I remember I kept saying, oh my God, I wish this stuff was around when I was younger because I'm just very adventurous. I love to put myself out there. I love a challenge. I love to see if I'd be good at things. And then right. enough time went by where I was like, why can't I do this? So what? I'm a yeah. little bit older. So what? I'm a mom. I'm just going to yeah. go for it. So it's... You did it. I did it, which I, I'm still... When I look back at it, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I you can't did believe it either. Did it. And how did your kids take it? Like, you you were gone for 69 days. Like, how did that go at home? And how, how did your partner, um, your husband handle it? Uh, like, I'm just curious. <laughs> My husband is so supportive and we're kind of opposite. So he's much more like calm and relaxed uh, and more of a yeah, homebody. Like, and then I'm the yeah. really eccentric one. So he's, and he's nice. very supportive. Like for some reason... He loves that about me. So he was like, because you're not boring. No, he was like all on board, super supportive. The kids obviously being gone that long Uh was difficult. But with Big Brother Canada, I don't know if you're aware, all Big Brothers, they have live feeds. So the kids could actually go on the computer and watch me at any time. And the fact that they could watch the show, it was on three times a week. It was very, it's not like I'm filming and they can't talk to me or see me. Okay. I can't better. see or talk to them, but for them it's still super interactive and they're they're kind of mm. on the journey with me. And my my son was famous in school. <laughs> he's like, Mom, I when, worth it. Yeah, when I got home, he's like worth it. he's like, they were showing me out on the announcements. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. That is so cute. I love that journey for you. I love when people say that. I think that's so exciting. I don't think I would have the nerve. And quite frankly, I don't think I have the personality. I oh, think you I have the pro- personality? Are you Oh, crazy? I don't know. I'd be crossing some, dra- I'd be crossing some drama. So maybe that's Yeah, it, right? that would like, be I'm awesome. Dramatic. I would love to watch you. <laughs> I would pay <laughs> good money. Are you crazy? No. Well, don't cross Miss Diane. You're in trouble. Listen, mm. you're in trouble. <laughs> When uh, The Amazing Race came out, we watched that religiously, my husband and I. And then we had a baby and we were like, they should do Amazing Race Baby Edition. And I said, yeah, I'll wear the baby half of the time. You wear the baby the other half of the time and we'll just do these adventures. And we were all about it because we loved that show. Trying to figure out the clues. And I would say to him, I'll drive. You do the directions because I can't read a map. I'm really good at driving. Like I was just like, we had it all worked out like we were actually going to do it. And then we had a couple kids and then, you know, you just kind of fall into the routine of life and everything else happens and you don't do it. So I'm glad that you broke out of that whole routine of life. And what I think is really interesting for your kids to see is that mom has a life that doesn't only revolve around them. Absolutely. That mom is her total individualized self because I really feel... Um, moms out there, um, and maybe primary caregivers, we sacrifice our entire lives for our children. And I've seen this with my mother-in-law. And then our children move on out into the world. 
and we have no sense of who we are. We have no sense of identity. So I think it's important that you continue whatever hobbies you like to do, whatever friendships you want to maintain, and whatever brings you joy, right? Whatever is intentional to your well-being. So how did Bib Brother Canada impact your well-being when you were on the show? Oh my God. When I was on the show, it was just pure paranoia, stress. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it's yeah. it's the experiences after, you know? It's it's I always okay. compare it to whenever you go through something really challenging in life, it always yeah. ends up being one of the best things for you. So when I was in the house, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I missing your family, oh, all the personalities. Yeah, and you know, just like competing and knowing that people are watching you and second guessing yourself and you, the paranoia is very very real. Like the stress levels are really high, but when you come out of it and you see what you've accomplished and the people that you've met and all the things that you've learned, it's, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Really? I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would put myself through the torture again. <laughs> they need to have, okay. Then they need to have a uh, big brother Canada all-stars. Yes. And if you have competed before, then you get to compete again. And I think that would be brilliant. So if you're listening, yes. Big Brother Canada, All -stars. we're going to tag you in this. All-stars. All-stars. And your star player, Tara, is ready. She's and ready. there is still yet to be a mom that has won the show. That was one of the biggest uh, reasons, like my driving force, because I agree with you completely. Yeah. So many moms mm -hmm. get lost in their identity. And I think yeah. the thing that we think is that we have to serve our children by losing our identity, but then it's mm -hmm. only creating that example for them to be self-servant and not follow their yeah. dreams and passions. So I think it's so important to spread that awareness for moms. No, show up like a badass, you know, go after your yep. dreams. Your kids are watching you. Yes. yes. And we are their first teachers, yes. right? We are their first teachers. And we may not say, like, we may not be running a lesson plan and talking to them about the things we're doing, but they are watching. Mm -hmm. And that was really important for me to be an entrepreneur and a businesswoman um, was to do that and show my kids that you can do these yeah. things too. And look at what my mom can do. And, and that motherhood isn't the only thing that defines me, that there's mm -hmm. other things. I think people forget that people are multidimensional. Have you ever seen those? I know you have, you and I are on Instagram. <laughs> when you see those little videos where you're this and they go, uh-huh, but you also do this yes. and you're like, uh-huh. And you're also this. Uh-huh. We get this idea that people are just like multi, like aren't multidimensional and don't have many intersections to their identity. And just because you're a mom, you can't be on a reality show or you can't do the things that you want to do. And I think it's important that you do show your kids that that's just one aspect of your life. And for me, my dad would always say to me as a kid, I, my dad's not the greatest, but he would always <laughs> say stuff like, I'm just telling the truth. He would just say stuff like, kids, hold you back from what you really wanted do. And I was just like, no, if it weren't for the birth of my son, I don't think I would have started my business. Mm -hmm. He actually catapulted me into the career that I have now because I wanted to show him that I could do something like individual yeah. and I could be my own person. And now they're like 15 and 17 and I never see them anymore. And I'm just like, if they were my entire existence, I'd be probably really depressed that I don't see them anymore because they've got friends and jobs and you know hobbies and sports and they have their own lives but I want that for them right? yeah I think I too as women them. it's very easy to think that when um, we go after our dreams or prioritize the things that we want to do that it's selfish right yes, when it's actually so. not selfish at all it's one of the greatest 
forms of love is when you let yourself shine and your purpose yes. comes through. So speak on it. <laughs> Tell the truth. Oh, I have such a right? weak snap compared to yours. That was a good snap, D. <laughs> Thank you. I've been working it since the 80s, girl. Since the 80s. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so true. That is so true. And I wish more more women and more people who are primary caregivers know that that can also be part of your challenge of, of parenting is setting an example of what you can do with your life. So your kids don't feel, I feel, so your kids don't feel like they're limited by any one particular choice that they make in life, right? Absolutely. Agree. I love that. I love that. So tell me, how did you get into the the fitness world? And I also want to ask you, I've been in the fitness world for a long time. What changes have you seen in the fitness world since you've started up until this point? So it's a two-part question. Two parts. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> okay. So part one, um, I'll be completely honest. Um, yeah. Growing up, um, I, me and my fitness journey began very superficially. Um, sure. I had kids. I, I gained a lot of weight. I wanted to lose the weight. I wanted to feel good again. And before that, I wasn't athletic. I swear I was allergic to the gym. You know, I just, <laughs> it, I, it wasn't a priority to me because I guess on the outside, I didn't mind the way I looked, but I never took care of my inside, if that uh, makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when I had yeah, children yeah. and I gained quite a, a substantial amount of weight for my size, I'm really petite. I'm only five foot. So I think with my son, oh. I gained like 60 pounds, which showed everywhere. So it right. started very superficial. I just, I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to feel good. And I was like, once the weight is done, I never have to do this again. But it mm. slowly just became so much more than just my outer, you know, like yeah. it strengthened my mental health. I got stronger. I got healthier. I became more aware of what I was putting in my body, how I was taking mm -hmm. care of myself. So the end result is yes. Do I feel better in my clothes again? Absolutely. But I gained so much more. And I kind of got hooked. I wanted to help other people who, again, usually always start superficially. And it, like, that's how we hook yeah. them in like hook, line right. and singer. Like, Oh yeah, you want right. to lose weight. I can help you. And it's like, I'm actually going to change your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you feel so good about yourself. You're going to believe you can do anything. Oh, I love that. I love the idea of the fitness narrative changing from this real big attachment to weight loss yes. to how you feel in your body. Yes. So I think when I started in the fitness industry, um, fitness was only linked to weight loss. The only yes. reason that you would ever be in a gym doing anything at all was to change an aesthetic. And like you said, once the aesthetic changed, I'm out of here. But now I'm seeing more and more people who are making peace with the size of their body mm -hmm. and just working out because it feels good. And I, I'm like one of those people. I'm yeah. like, I go hard at it. You see me in class, I'm standing up on that yes. bike. I'm loving it just because it feels good. Yes. And my secondary observance is if I happen to look different in my clothes or anything like that, that's great. But at the end of the day, I'm putting how I feel at the top of my list. Yes. And for me, that changes my relationship to movement because it doesn't become about an aesthetic. It becomes about how I feel. Yes. And again, with the things that you're putting in your body, I'm like, ooh, now I don't feel so good. So maybe I lost the back. I might not give it up altogether. No, I'm the but, same. I believe yeah, just yeah. in balance, right? You know, like I'm, right. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to turn down. Like if I'm out or if I have a craving or something, I am just trying to be more proactive about the choices that I make. So there's more balance, but like, no, I'm right. not giving up. Right. 
Taco Any Bell. Time. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. I'm not giving up coffee. That's <laughs> one thing I am never giving. I don't yeah. care what you tell me about coffee. I'm never giving it up. Yeah. I just like it. But it I do. And happy. I do think more people are gravitating towards how they feel. And there is a, you know, once you leave a fire class, like when I leave your yoga classes, like I just have this like feeling of like peace and calmness mm. and acceptance. And I just feel so grateful. But I'm sure when you leave my classes, like you're like energy. Let's, let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it. You know? I'm always so excited when, when you teach. I'm always so excited to see you on the schedule. I'm always so excited after your class, your playlist, your energy, and the way you really talk to us about do it because it feels good. Yeah. Do it because like you're one of those cheerleader, lovely type of like, spin instructors. I just, I just love the way that you approach the class. You know, if you need to take a break, if you need to slow it down, if you need to rev it up, you got to do you. And yeah. I appreciate that so much in the fitness space. Yeah, absolutely. Cause people are there for different reasons, right? We can't just yes. assume that yes. everybody's there for the same thing. And I think we are starting hopefully to get rid of the stigma of like how, like what beauty is, you know? And what fitness looks yeah. like and what, like all those things. It's the 21st century. We get to reset the narrative. We get to talk about who we are. We get to, we get to be once again, back to that original thought, multidimensional people mm -hmm. and our intentional well-being or our relationship to movement or fitness practices can be multidimensional, right? So I want you to tell me about how you help women through the space of social media to elevate their unique voice, because I really enjoy your videos. I follow you. I comment. I share. I like, which is important on social media. Social is the important part of social yes. media. Tell me how you do that and how you became involved in doing that. Um, so I love social media. I think there's a lot of people out there that think if you don't have thousands of followers, you don't have oh, influence. Yeah. And I think that's the furthest thing from the truth. And I really promote Agreed. all everyone to, you know, speak your truth, find your people, find the people that connect with what you connect with. There's so much garbage that is out in the Ugh. world, like that negativity, toxicity. Like I want to see, yeah, like, do you feel beautiful today? And you took a selfie. I want to see it. Is there like a new product that you try that you love? I want to try it. Like I like to see what real people are doing and using. So I promote that through my social media just through my reels. And then I also work with a brand. If somebody is looking to monetize their scroll, I can coach them through the specific brand that I work with. But I'm also very supportive if you're building your own thing and encourage you along yeah. the way as well. Because I, I think love there's a lot of opportunity, especially now with the prices of life going up. And we've huh. all been through like, you know, people who used to have these stable, secure jobs once before, like 2020. Yeah rocked a lot yep. of people to their core and there is so much opportunity for the everyday person online and I just want to expose people to the options that they have. I think that's wonderful and it also what I love about social media and I've talked about this a lot in my podcast is uh, it democratizes celebrity like mm. everybody gets a platform and you get to share what you want to share. And as a person that has almost like 200,000 followers, I a hundred percent agree with you that it isn't the, the number of followers. It's your, it's the dedication of your followers. Yeah. Like if you've got a dedicated group of followers who comment on your posts, who share your reels, who engage with you and you engage with them back, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. That is your sphere of influence. And I think it's really important, and I try to do this on my own social media pages, is to share other people's content. Yeah. Like, it's you do a, a great community. job with that. Yeah. 
thank you. And I really make sure I say, go follow this person. Yeah. Go, you know, uh, sponsor, go uh, join their Patreon, go buy what they're selling. Because I don't think my social media should be pictures and more pictures of me. Like right. just really boring. Yeah. Like really, how, how many, how many headstands can I do <laughs> on my mat before you're like, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We've seen that like six or seven times when it's really 60 or 70 times. But I love that about social media. Mm -hmm. I just love the idea that you can, you can have your own platform to share your life. Yeah. I think there's also an aspect too, when we're talking about like big celebrities and the brands, they promote things. Come on. They're not using them. Like no offense. And that's what I like about real people sharing things. Like I want to know what you would spend your money on. Like, you know, when it comes to that, because I'm like, and and, like Jennifer Aniston, you're not using a vino on your face. (laughs) No, no. I love you. I love you. But but there's no way. Like it's just, (laughs) so I love that. I love it when people share their things. And I also, even when it's like brands or products aside, like I want to hear your opinions. I, I love how you share different people's content because there's always something to learn from someone yes. else. Like the minute you think yes. you know everything is the, like you don't. you've missed the whole point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I also like the idea of sharing the content of independent brands and, and people who are, you know, traditionally excluded from the conversation who have independent brands. Let's look at small businesses. Like there's always this reel going around must haves that you should buy from Amazon. Yeah. No offense to anybody. I don't want to give Amazon any more of my money if I don't have to. I do shop on Amazon. I'm yep. not going to lie. Stuff showing up at my door in like, you know, a day or whatever that I need. <laughs> but I would love to be like, oh, this is a skin brand company here in Windsor or in Canada. Right. How can I support that brand? And how can we send, this is a must have if you're a Canadian, or this is a must have if you live anywhere in the world and it ships worldwide. I think we should be supporting our communities and our smaller businesses we should be promoting on social media. Absolutely. Amazon doesn't really need our help. (laughs) Amazon, though, they really have figured it out. I still don't understand how it works. How do I order it tonight and it's there tomorrow? How? I I don't, me too, because even if I were to run out and get it, I would forget to get it at least two or three times. So it would literally take a week to get to my house. Yeah, it is absolutely convenient. But I think, you know, support your friends. What are your friends sharing? How can you help them? Absolutely. Exactly. How can we help small businesses? How can we help people around us? Because I always say to people, when you are supporting a small business, you're supporting somebody's joy and dream and something that brings them so much love and they're taking care of you. I don't really need to support Jeff Bezos' (laughs) trip to the moon on his penis rocket. Like, I don't (laughs) feel... (laughs) I don't feel I need to do that. I feel like he could do that without my help. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yep. I'm just saying. Calling I'm not a, saying. She's calling a spade a spade. <laughs> I am. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, why? Why does he need my help? But I really want to support others who are who are doing the work. So tell me, what is the favorite part of your wellness practice that you love to do for yourself and share with your clients? Oh, see, I do a lot of different things. Right, I love mixing it up. So when mm. it comes to like physical stuff, like. Um, I also, I teach spin at Mavadi or cycle speed and power. And I also work at a local F45 studio, which is, you know, high interval intensity, functional fitness, strength training. And then I love a yoga practice. So for me to keep fitness fun, I need Mm -hmm. to mix it up. And I am a firm for me. 
I need to be in a class. Like I'm not the type of person that I can just walk into a gym and be like, I'm going to wing this. <laughs> Even though I've been doing it for a while, I know the movements, yeah. I'm not going to get the same workout. So I really thrive no. off of community, other people's mm. energy. I love it when somebody just tells me what to do because yeah, I don't want to think. Um, yeah. And then in for health and wellness, I'm always, I love like the supplement brand that I work for is all clean label non-toxic ingredients. I love new innovations to help me mm. feel better. I like anything that will give me more energy <laughs> naturally because yeah, for I'm that. so sad. I can't, I can't drink coffee. Like when you were saying you couldn't get rid of coffee, I can have like maybe one and they make me ill. Like I just, ca- oh, caffeine isn't no. good. So I need more mm. like natural sure, sure. things. And I love just sharing other things for people. Cause I think you're, we're, we're not meant to just survive. We're meant to thrive. Like when yeah. you do your fitness, it's supposed to feel good. You're supposed to have fun. It should be enjoyable. If you yes. don't like what you do, don't do it, honey. Find something no. that makes no. you feel good. And when it comes to your like inside well-being, like nourishing yourself so that you have energy to thrive mm-hmm. and you're not feeling sluggish and worn down all the time. And I'm kind of obsessed with gut health right now. It's one oh, yeah. of it's one of like the biggest things that I talk about. Um, and adaptogens. There's, I could go down a whole rabbit hole. Of different things we'll that say, I am loving. That you are loving. Yeah. We'll, have to, well, yeah, we'll have to take a deeper dive in our next podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of things that people there. aren't aware of that are making them feel like crap. From, yeah, yeah, the foods we yeah. put in our body, the toxins in our homes, you know, yeah. and sometimes a lot, yeah. like all you need is the proper supplements and minerals to kind of balance out that stuff. So it's, I find that very interesting. I just want to make people feel good. That's it. <laughs> I love that idea that the whole, at the end of the day, I just want to feel good. I don't want to be sluggish. I don't want to be tired. I don't want to not go places. And when I'm teaching, I teach, um, also like we both teach at Movadi. I mostly teach, uh, yoga and Pilates. And I always give the speech to my Pilates, um, people because I can't say it in yoga class because people will be like, what is going on here? <laughs> I always say to them, I'm not here for a long time, but I am here for a good time. Yeah. And so we're going to play a fun playlist and I'm only going to teach for as long as it is fun. Yeah. And when it stops being fun, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'm exactly like you. I like to go to classes too. Mm-hmm. And I like, I do a lot of the group uh, training, the group fitness training yeah. uh, with my, my group fitness shout out to Anthony and death by squats. Like he, he's <laughs> about leg. And that's what I call his class strong yeah. death by squats because he is into the leg workout in a way that I'm just not into. I know people like leg days. I do not. No. I like upper body days. And I always say to my Pilates class, I'm working my upper body because I want to travel around the world and I refuse to check a bag. So I'm going to have a 35 pound carry on. I'm and I need to, right. I need to be able to hike that carry on yeah. into the overhead bin because nobody ever wants to help me. <laughs> I think I give off the vibe. Like I've got my headphones on. I've got my sunglasses on. Don't talk to me. I just want to get on this flight, go to sleep, wake up in another country. Fair. <laughs> Right. And so I always tell people in the fitness world, I want things to be functional. Yeah. I want you to be able to live successfully for as long as you want to. Yeah. Right. That's what I want fitness to be about. Not about an aesthetic, not about looking a certain way, 
Like it, because it looks fade. Yeah. Looks fade. Like we are supposed to get older. Our bodies are supposed to get older. It's part of life. And it's a real, it's a real privilege to get older. Yeah. But I like the idea of getting older and still moving. Like my mother is 80 and she came to a yoga retreat with me on the weekend that I taught. And I kept looking at her and she was doing everything seated. And I'm like, good for you, mom. Yeah. Still out there, still doing it, still part of it. Right. Yeah. And I think the element of, you know, aging gracefully, like we're all going to get older Yep. But just as you're it's saying, I don't want, like, every time I'm walking, all the creaks and cranks or not being able to play with my children. So Or your grandchildren. Yeah, your grandchildren. Yeah. I hate saying that, but it's true. It's a privilege to have them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, and I say this to my Pilates class all the time, I don't want when something falls on the floor, I say, now that's where it lives because <laughs> I can't get down. Yeah. And get, I want to be able to, like, when I fall down, to be able to get back up. Yeah. Because falling down may not be an option, but getting up has to be an option, 100%. right? 100%. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So tell me, what do you see in your future? What's going on for you in the near future? What's Tara doing with her life? Oh my days? gosh, it's so hard. I, I, I Sometimes I feel like my brain is just always everywhere. Like I have so right? many things that I want to do that sometimes it's hard to narrow the focus. But I think when you just trust your intuition and trust your journey and at the end of the day, I know that I want to help people and I want to make mm-hmm. people feel better. And I think once all the dust settles, like it will kind of figure yeah. itself out. Like you just keep pointing yourself in certain directions, see who you connect with, you know, like you always stumble across like new opportunities. Um, next weekend, I'm actually speaking at the Evolve Gala. It's a mental health oh, gala. And I'm so nice. It was an opportunity that kind of fell in my lap, which I wasn't expecting. It was kind of last An minute. opportunity that was for you. Yes. Like that was for you. That was meant for you. Yeah. When it falls in your lap, it's meant for you. But I'm a huge advocate for mental health because I've str- like I have mental health in my family. I've struggled with anxiety myself. So like mm-hmm. these are things I find you help people. Like I want to help the person that I used to be. Nice. You know, like I want to help that super overwhelmed mom that doesn't feel like she has a purpose and her mind is constantly worrying and she doesn't feel the greatest about herself. Like I want to help her feel amazing because I know exactly how that felt when I was in that same position. So where it takes me, I don't know. Who (laughs) Who knows? Hopefully more speaking, more podcasts, like connecting with more people. That's the plan, but you never... You never really know which one is going to hit, <laughs> which one it's, is the right not, one. And I always say, true. like, I'm going to be 40. I'm like, still figuring it out. <laughs> like, I can't believe that people ask kids. And I do it all the time. Like, teenagers, yeah. what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I can't ask you that. I am still figuring it out. A hundred percent. And so many people find their stride in their 40s. The amount of people who find success in their 40s is innumerable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was in the same place when I was 40. I, I opened a yoga studio. Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> right? Like, I had my babies really late in life. So I was just like, okay, you know, I did a corporate job, got pregnant, had a couple babies and didn't want to go back to the corporate yeah. job. And then was like, okay, what other things am I, am I good at? And how do I get out of my own way? Yeah. Like, how did you learn to trust yourself? I'm still working on it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's another reason why I talk about mindset so much because it's something that I work on daily. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is Mm -hmm. hard to trust yourself and to trust your intuition and almost like be leaded blindly. You know what I mean? Like not really knowing where your end destination is. It's, 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 you're constantly figuring it out. And I do believe like what is meant for me. I just keep putting 
what I want out into the universe. And if it's meant for me, the universe will make sure I get it. You sound like my mom. She has been saying my entire life, if it's for you, you will get it. She's been saying that my Mm -hmm. entire life. And to not hold on with such um, desperation, she would say. No. Like if it's, yeah, if it's for you, you'll get it. You won't have to like hang on with desperation. No. Right. And, and that was a big learning lesson for me. I think that's why people have so much success when they're older, like in their forties. I kind of, mm-hmm. I can compare this, you know, when you're in twenties and you have like that terrible heartbreak, you know, someone oh, breaks your yeah. heart. Like I have one of those where I, it like took me years to get over him. I never thought my life would be anything. And once you yeah. let that feeling go, like that, that life was not meant for me. If it was, I wouldn't totally. have what I have now. Right. You know, I wouldn't have my husband that I have now, my children, the life I have now. So I think once I think, and I think that takes time. It takes knowledge and years of like getting older. Like what is meant for you will be for you. What is not, yeah. was not supposed to be for you. Shake it off. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing is shaking it off. Because when I sold my yoga studio, I had a yoga studio for a decade. And when I sold it, I was like, now what? I thought I had like, halfway through my five-year period of Eastside Yoga, I thought to myself, I'll do this forever and I'll pass it along to my kids and Mm -hmm. it'll become this thing. And then one day it just wasn't for me anymore. And I wanted to pass that dream. Somebody else has a dream of opening a yoga studio. Here, I've done all the hard work for you already. (laughs) It's just now now you get to take it over. And when that was done, I was just like, now what? Do I go back to school? Do I, what, like, what do I do? And then I started getting opportunities to speak and travel. Like I just had to sit and figure out what it is I'd love to do and kind of direct my energy there. But again, not be desperate. No. <laughs> desperation makes you make some not so great decisions. No. And as you get older, you become less desperate. Like you're, you're like more incapable of bullshit, right? Like I don't <laughs> oh, care. Yeah. Hello. If you don't yeah. like me, I like, I don't it's care. fine. <laughs> not it's everybody true. has to like, like not everything. I'm not for everyone. And everyone is no. not for me as well. Whereas when Agreed. you're younger, you're so nice. You just want everyone to like you. You want everyone to agree with you. You want everybody to yes. applaud you and give you a hand on the back. And now you're like, I want to, I want to <laughs> go to bed feeling good about myself absolutely and it takes a long time to get there that's a practice kind of like yoga yeah it takes a minute to get there and I I want that for everybody I want people not to feel so insecure that other people's opinions of what they do and who they are matter and let me let me clarify that of course there's certain people in your life who you care about Mm -hmm. their opinion you care about your husband's opinion you care about your children's opinion the people who love you you care we're talking about random people either on the internet or people you have a casual relationship with but feels that they can share or tell you what you want to do what they want you to do with your life and I think it's important to clarify that it you know other people's opinions of us are none of our business Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be the reason that you're holding back from what you want to do with your life. (laughs) Like, are you going to like on your deathbed, like hopefully if like you make it to like an old age in life and look back and be like, man, I'm really, really happy. I let Karen keep me from my dream because she thought it was stupid. You know, that is what you will regret. Like something that doesn't even matter. You know, you want to like look back and say, no, I like, I did everything that That I wanted wanted to do. do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't let, 
anybody tell me that I couldn't do it. No, I went on a reality TV show when I was I 37 know. with two kids. I was so much <laughs> older than everyone in a completely different stage of life. And you know what? Oh, now wow. I've got some pretty hot 20-year-old friends. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now you can live vicariously through that. I do. Them, I do. Right? I, I watch all their socials and I'm like, you know what? I am really Good happy for you. For you. <laughs> Good for you. Maybe don't do that because I did that in my 20s and it's like not a fun trip. But hey, maybe it's for you, right? Give it a whirl. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I have one more question for you. Yes. It's a question I ask everybody on the podcast. What does intentional well-being mean to you? I think intentional well-being to me is when you come to a point in your in your life where you feel really good about who you are, mm. where you are, not mm. where you used to be, not where you're going, but intentional well-being is in the present moment and being proud of exactly who you are on the different part of the journey. Because I think there's so many times in life, and I'm guilty for this too, where I'm not where I'm supposed to be yet. I'm not far along yet. And I still haven't done this. And I think intentional well-being is knowing that you are exactly where you are supposed to be right now. And it's beautiful just as it is. Uh, I think on that note, you've said it all. I don't <laughs> think we need to, to go any further. I want to thank you so much for being on yes. the Intentional Well-Being Podcast. Thank you and for, for sharing me. your of course, and for sharing your insights. And I also want to thank you for kicking my ass at spin class. It makes my, uh, I have a spin bike here in the studio. This is Spinderella. Yes. I've she seen her was, on your Instagram. Yeah. Her and I are tight. Yeah. Um, she was my best COVID investment because yeah. when I'm just not feeling it very well, or I need a little pep or I need just a little bit of movement, she's just there waiting for me. But I want to thank you for always bringing that light and that energy and your your beautiful energy and personality to the space. We, re I really appreciate you as a coach and as a trainer and as a human being. So thank you for being here on the podcast with me. This is like my biggest fangirl moment ever <laughs> that you just said that to me. I'm like, stop, pinch me now. You're I always so love with Diane and tell her how obsessed I am with her. So I, it's, it's for me, it's an honor to be here and share this space with you. I love everything that you do. And I just, I can't wait oh. to see what's next for you. Yeah, the same for you. Thank you. And where can we find you? If people want to connect with you and, you know, get some coaching and mentoring from you, where can we find you? My main social media channel that I use is Instagram at Tara Gillen. So it's T-E-R-A, because people spell Tara a different way, at Tara, T-E-R-A-G-I-L-L-E-N. Um, that's where I'm most active as I'm trying to figure out. I can't yeah. do all the channels yet. No. <laughs> I'm trying just to focus on one to get my message out because I'm... Yeah, I'm, a, I'm pretty new to all of this stuff, but that's where I'll share information about my podcast, the brands that I work with, the companies that I work for, where you can spin with me or work out with me. And that's where I share my overall message for sure. Wonderful. Thank you. And you have a website? No, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> I just right now, I know I'm going to work on it. I have. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I think that's great. That's good. That's your next step. Yes. 2023. Yeah. I've got some stuff. I'm actually Perfect. hoping maybe down the road to get some online courses going. So nice. fingers crossed. I would Surprise. love no, to start <laughs> um, helping women more with their, the things we're talking about, low energy, confidence, building yourself up so you can expand your purpose and shed your light on everyone. Cause that's what we need more. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. 
Okay, everybody, until next time, let's be intentional with our well-being.